Welcome to What the Fuck Yoga Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. And I'm your other host, Katie. And welcome to a very special episode of yeah, What yeah. the Fuck Yoga. We're super excited. Uh, we have international best-selling author of The Soul Searcher's Handbook, The Modern Girl's Guide to the New Age World, a philanthropist, speaker, and spiritual activist leading conscious people toward conscious action for global healing. Welcome, Emma Milden. Hi, how are you going? So good. good. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've had one of those days where I feel like I keep looking up and wondering if it's a full moon or whether oh. I'm just <laughs> having a blonde moment, but I've been pretty much walking into energetic walls all day. So bear with me, ladies. I totally my, my, feel my chakras you. have got the speed wobbles today. <laughs> I get it. I started my day by um, slipping on black ice on my driveway and jamming my fingers. Oh my God. Are you you okay? Oh yeah. No, I'm totally fine. But I was like caught off guard. I was texting Katie actually. Yeah. And like walking to my car at like six in the morning heading to yoga class. At least my question was, you know, resolved. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm fine with it. (laughs) So other than that, it's fine. And congratulations, Emma, on starting the year with so many new things. Yeah, a lot of new things yeah, for you. Yeah, you got engaged. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you. Way more importantly than that, you got a puppy. <laughs> yeah, my puppy, which is, I think, a reason why I'm so dazed and confused these days because my <laughs> life just, you know, revolves around this little fur ball um, called Luna. Um, so yeah, she's become my world. So yeah, it's a great, I don't know about you girls, but aren't you loving 2018? I am so far. (laughs) If you could have seen her face, she's like, I don't know. I'll get there. Give it a couple more weeks. I'm I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it more than I was feeling in 2017 this time last year. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Luna's a cutie. She's like a little fluff ball. What kind of a dog is she? She is a white German shepherd. Oh, so, yeah. I didn't know so that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone says that. I didn't. Yeah. So you can get black ones. You can get the normal black and brown ones. Yeah. And for whatever reason, this little white girl came into our lives. And it's so funny because um, instantly I knew I wanted to call her Luna. And then we found her, her dog mama, um, who was already pregnant with her at the time and her dog's mom's name was Sola and her dad's called Onyx. Oh. So we were like, this is meant to be. Right. This is so amazing. Cute. That's perfect. What a cutie. Great. So your website says that you're a speaker and we saw you speaking in some videos. So what message are you bringing to people? Do you know that's really interesting? And, and sometimes I don't even know. I feel like <laughs> a lot of the time I become the vessel or the messenger mm. and I'm almost just like a spiritual puppet on a freaking string. <laughs> I, um, I channel. So I can have the most tremendous, I'm going to ship my pants and my yoga and my tight yoga pants before I talk because I'm so nervous because I've just got no idea what I'm going to say. And then... I stand up there and it just all happens. So okay. I talk about whatever kind of flows at the time. I find that a lot of the stuff I talk about is my own stuff weaved into messaging. So that can be um, rejection and how to turn that into something positive and the journey of you know finding your purpose in life to 
goddess to um, tragedy to trauma to love, um, connecting with your guides, connecting with your intuition. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, so yeah, that's a that's a great question, and and I don't even. I mean, I even sat there and thought, oh, I wonder what we're going to talk about today. And I felt like my (laughs) guides kind of rolled their eyes, like, "Girl, this isn't even up to you. You just shut up." love it um so I kind of want to talk a little bit about the soul searchers handbook or or at least just um our own personal experiences with the book um so I I read the book pretty recently Katie lent it to me um and yeah I finished it pretty recently but I I absolutely loved it um so I have a lot of past experience with almost every single thing that you talk about in that book um I grew up I was really, really lucky to grow up with an aunt who was um, very, very spiritual and was kind of like my first teacher in all of that. Um, But somewhere along the way, I would say in like the last five years, I just kind of like lost it. Like all of that, that whole part of my life just kind of went dormant. So reading the book kind of brought up all of these memories and I started working with my crystals again and just like reintroducing little bits of myself that I didn't realize that just that I needed. So it's kind of like relit this little like flame and it feels really good. So I would just like to thank you for that. Oh, I love that. And I love that. How cool are you that you had the, the woo-woo auntie that was able to like guide and teach you. I'm oh, kind of so envious sure. about that. That's cool. Yeah. She was like, I call her like my, my first, my first teacher, like my own personal, personal guru. So yeah, she was, she was cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I read the book probably like a year ago. Um, and I think that, how long ago did it come out? I'm thinking I might have had it on pre-order. Um, oh. And I got it, like, I hate waiting for stuff. I know. <laughs> like, really pre-order. Um, but I got I got it in the mail, and I read it, like, within a week. And I have not had, I'm a skeptic. <laughs> like, I'm the skeptic on the show, and I'm like, but actually... <laughs> Um, but I love like this, the surface, like you kind of touch a little bit on everything, which is really nice. Cause you can kind of take this spirituality a la carte, um, yes. which is something that we talk a lot about on the show. And there was actually a quote that I noticed as I was kind of skimming through again today. Um, and it's in your introduction and you say the age of tailored individual spiritual enlightenment has truly in- arrived. And I love that because there are things that I do vibe with and this is the first book where I was like, Oh, okay. I don't have to take an entire religion right. and buy every, you know, believe in every single detail. It's kind of like I can take what I like and give the rest away. Totally. Totally. And you know what? I love how honest you are saying that you're a bit of a skeptic. I have <laughs> the best conversation. Some of my best friends are skeptics and I love it because everyone's allowed to believe in whatever, how they want. And, um, I think, yeah, we all have something to teach each other, whether that's, whether I'm actually going crazy and overanalyzing a dream, that's just a dream (laughs) or whether I'm convinced myself that I have a ghost when really this is to rat my ceiling, you know, like it's (laughs) nice to have those logical conversations. So thank you. Yeah. I, I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Katie brings me back down to earth sometimes, which is nice. <laughs> She's like, but yeah. actually. I'm like, and Anna okay. kind of lifts me out of my body sometimes. That's true. So that's pretty nice. That's true, too. <laughs> All about the balance, eh? Yeah. You guys need the sweet point in the middle. Team. We're a good yin and yang. Fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah, we you just, didn't see that, yeah. but we just fist bumped. <laughs> we did it, for real. <laughs> so thank you for sharing this book with the world. Yes, we love it. Um, but like we were saying, it just... Um, so it gives you kind of like surface level information and then it's kind of like up to the reader if they want to learn more about the subject to go out and find more information. So um, you have this new book coming out, The Evolution of Goddess. And is that kind of like the next step? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually wrote this book twice. Oh. Um, the, the first time it was kind of the goddess version of the Soul Searchers Handbook. Okay. So kind of like the ABCs and one, two, threes of goddess. Um, and then I met a very empowering woman who sat me down and kind of ripped my spiritual training barrel and said, <laughs> you are so much more than bubblegum spirituality. And she was like, you know, your readers would have explored and expanded and evolved in reading Soul Switch's handbook. Take them with you on this next step as right. you, as you turn into you know, a fully um, unapologetic spiritual being. Because I think at the beginning, um, when we all start out, we're very cautious and and careful and diplomatic about what we think and feel and believe. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, respecting everyone's beliefs. That's my motto. But at the same time, I feel like I've maybe diluted my true voice and my true thoughts and opinions. And so... Evolution of Goddess is very similar to Soul Searcher's Handbook where you've got a lot of the modalities and it's more earthy. So it's like what flowers you should be around you and what you should be eating. And um, it's all broken up into the elements. So instead of it just being earth, wind, sun, water, um, there's also moon. And it kind of plays on the fact that, you know, we can't acknowledge the sun and ignore the moon. Mm. Why did we stop ignoring the moon? Um, weaves together all of the feminine fables, mythology, fairy tales, all the stories that we've grown up with that we, they're encoded in us, we know. We know the story of the victim and the hero and, and the betrayal and the love, and we sort of weave them into our lives, but how we can use those to, you know, be better humans and learn about ourselves and get through our day a little easier. So it's in the same tone as Soul Searchers where it's no judgment, you know, go with where you vibe. But again, another really deep self-exploration book that you can pick up and read read as you go in little chunks and as you, as you change. You know, one month you might be the water archetype. The next year you might be the moon archetype. Um, you know, we as people are forever changing and I kind of wanted a book that would evolve with you. So I always feel like this book has a pulse. It's its own living, breathing thing. And it evolved so quickly before my eyes when I was writing it. Um, and I cannot wait to see what people think of it. I'm still petrified. It's bizarre. I still, oh, don't be. Yeah. It's so, so funny. The, the jitters of writing the first book, I thought it'd be easier with the second, but it's not. Well, you're divulging so much more of yourself in this one, right. too. It's like you're burying your soul. Right. So that's yeah. a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> you, do you know what this one feels like? It hmm. feels like I have readers hiding in different parts of my house. <laughs> 
and I have to do a naked dash from the bathroom to my bedroom. That's what it feels like. It's not um, terrible. It's not the worst thing that could happen, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll get applause. <laughs> and that's why I love talking to people like you. You're so right. And that's why I think I'm really liking 2018. Not because, you know, shit still happens. You know, we're still going to have run-ins and meet dickheads and fall out of love yep. and, you know, yes. pop out yoga pants and all this beautiful <laughs> stuff that is life. Right. But I feel like there's a real shift of um, women being kind to other women. And I know for a long time people have been – Women have been supporting other women, but it's different. It almost feels like we're really starting to have each other's back. Yeah, we're uh, starting to fight for each other. We need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Do you guys feel like you, you're meeting other women at the moment and you feel like there's almost like a sacred contract where you just yes. feel like, I've got you. Yeah. So yeah. It's magic. Like, yeah. That's like how me and Katie met. We actually met almost one year ago. It's um, almost our anniversary. Yeah. We met on a yoga retreat and we happened to be bunk mates and we just like hit it off. And now, and now, 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 now look at us. <laughs> I love that. Where yeah. were you guys? We were uh, in Dominical, Costa Rica, uh, getting our aerial yoga teacher training certification. Ooh. Yeah. Dang, I loved Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, Perfect. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pure it was Vida. like it was like fate. Like we were totally meant yep. to meet. Yeah, and it was like when we started talking about this, I'm like, this is why we met. Like, right? I obviously, agree. we both wanted to get our training certificates in Ariel, yeah. but I feel like this even more so is why we met Absolutely. and why we went on that trip. I totally agree. So, where, mm-hmm. when is it actually coming out? It's your book's on pre-order right now. Um, but when it does is. it actually come out? It's revving. It's, um, so you can pre-order it right now. Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Um, but it doesn't land. It won't land in your hot, beautiful lap until <laughs> July. July. So, July. Come oh, on, girl. So far. Oh, my gosh. And I've got to tell you, I feel like I've been pregnant with this book for the last, <laughs> like, three years. So oh, wow. this book got written around the same time as Soul Searcher's Handbook was getting published. Oh, wow. And I was waking up in the middle of the night angry, so angry. I was shaking my partner like it was urgent. I was scribbling. I was, like, huffing and puffing with smoke out of my ears and just felt like it was so urgent that this book had to get out, and I didn't understand why. And I kind of um, banged my head against the publishing wall for probably about a year because publishing takes time, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like patience is something I'm still trying to master, you guys. I have not worked (laughs) that out yet. So here I am running around in circles and and getting all grumpy because things take time, you know, so is life. And then um, the book process started and they, they told me, you know, this book isn't going to be out till 2018 and you just need to make peace with that and focus on writing I will not. and it will come out when it's meant to and it will come out when it's meant to. And then in that process, I saw Trump and women's mm-hmm. marches yeah. and Oprah and all this amazing stuff that I'm kind of sitting on the couch going, sorry for even doubting you guides or people pulling my, my writing puppet strings. Like you guys had this sorted the whole time. Like, sorry. Like what a dick. I just walked around being a real grumpy. (laughs) Like, Yeah. So it's, it's amazing how things, you know, feel like they're unraveling or like there's resistance, but it's always, yeah, there's always magic in the background. So I couldn't, I couldn't be more pleased for my book to be launching 
around July. I don't know what's happening around July or in July or in June, but mark my words, there's going to be a tipping point. Something will happen. I, I hope really so. fucking hope so. Yeah. Because oh, we can't do much more of this. <laughs> no. No, we cannot. I really <laughs> hope We need so. your book, Emma. <laughs> So I'm also a writer, and I love the conversational tone in your book. That's what caught me off right away. Um, what is your writing process? So are you actually speaking these words out loud before you start writing? That's you, what it feels like. It right. feels like you're just, like, talking to your best friend right. while reading your I know. Book. I feel so close to you. <laughs> I feel so close to you. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 one, I can't wait to read your stuff. Can you send me some of your yeah. stuff? I always feel like when people tell me that, it's my job to help them write a book. So you and I are going to continue this conversation because I want to pick up your book one day and read your wonderful words. My 2018 goal, so. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. All right. And then um, the way that I, I write, it's weird. So it's almost like a meditative practice for me. So I get up. It's the first thing I do in the morning. I don't eat or drink before I do it. I need an empty tummy. I sit by my computer and I don't move and I sit there for hours. And yeah, it just flows. It comes out. I don't speak to myself. It's dead silence. Um, Wow. And yeah, and then all of a sudden I'll snap out of it hours later and I'll read over this work. And it's all news to me. Like I read it and I'm like, wow, like, (laughs) okay. And then I have to do this thing where I go and I have to find references because I'm obviously what I've channeled has come from something. And Heidi, this is where like the skeptic in you is probably going, right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I have to reverse engineer my work. So then I'll read something about okay, you need to face your head east and your feet west and this is, you know, and I'll Google it and it says, yeah, that's what you need to do and here's the ancient, you know, prophet or scriptures that said that and I reference them and I, I go about my my writing. So it's, um, so yeah, it's taken a while for me to work out that I can't write in the afternoons, that I can't write when I'm eating, that I need an empty space around me that the less preparation I've done, the better the writing. So if you don't have notes or um, thought starters, because it kind of breaks your flow. Right. And one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things I can tell you is that us women, if you can't tell, love to talk. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. And we do this thing called leaky vessel where – we get up in the morning and it's like, how was your sleep? Or, oh, enjoy your breakfast. And, you know, we're talking to everybody and it's oozing our energy. You know, like we only get a certain amount of energy a day. I never thought about and that. And so if you can try and seal those pretty lips of yours and sit your booty down <laughs> and, and you know, get it all out through your fingertips or through writing or speaking into the, the point that you actually want to record it, that that's a game changer because it becomes almost like concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, awesome. like you're in a trance or like yeah. a meditative state. I, yeah. one difference in a process, I need to be eating 100%. <laughs> but I totally get what you mean about like, sometimes I'll write something and I'll look back and I'm like, I don't remember saying that, but pretty damn good. Yeah. It's not bad. Sounds good. I, 
I would love to read your stuff when you're hangry. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably not make it just be a blank page. See if there's a difference. <laughs> like a bunch of, a of exclamation marks. Right. So is that like a daily routine of yours? Like every day you wake um, up and you do this? It is when I'm writing. So at the moment I'm kind of having a break. Okay. I feel like honestly, every time I write a book, I put on a whole pile of weight just from sitting and yeah. being stable. So at the moment I'm making a point of moving and not writing. And I feel like I'm almost recharging. So I'm on the, the battery docking station, um, revving up. I keep saying I'm not writing any more books. I'm not writing more. Um, but yeah, I'm getting into marketing mode, which is a different kind of energy and, and I love it, but I'll, I'll click into blogs and top things goddesses need to know about tampons and all that stuff <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm kind of um yeah trying to re regroup before I um I get into writing all those because um yeah I would never write anything that doesn't ooze good soul vibes so yeah. I just want to be conscious that I'm not writing yeah top 10 things you need to know about tampons because <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Well, I hope you're enjoying your, your yeah. little break your charge yeah Great. So we were both really interested when we read the chapter on Akashic Records. Um, But I don't know about Anna, I was a little confused. So I was hoping you could just kind of um, explain that a little bit and um, maybe tell us what your soul contract is in this lifetime. If if you know what it is. If you know. (laughs) If not. Yeah, well, I think um, I touched on it before, the patience thing. Yeah. Um, But basically, like, when you think of things that are pre-programmed in us or lessons and people that we were always going to be confronted with or experience in life. And it's kind of, think of, I mean, and this is if you believe in that you might have had more lives or been past life reincarnated, you know, so, so open your mind and think about if you maybe did exist before this lifetime and what sort of habits you might have picked up from the previous lifetime, what sort of experiences or anything traumatic that you might have picked up or maybe evolved or not learned and then you start to see kind of patterns even in this lifetime of people boys especially if you're a girl um (laughs) that cross your path um and they kind of repeat the lesson over and over again particularly if you don't get it it's kind of like if you fail a class you have to go back and take it again yeah um so So, yeah, I kind of think that um, you almost sign up, you pick your parents, you know, you pick the lessons that you want in life. And for me, I picked um, fierce independence um, and within that needing the ability to learn how to love um, and also the art of patience. Have I mastered all those yet? No, I'm still a work (laughs) in progress. Um, Let's be honest, we all are. Um, Yeah, but I I feel like the lessons that I've been dealt have been gloriously painful and and traumatic and transformational and beautiful all in the same way. You know, I was adopted. The beautiful woman that adopted me died when I was just becoming a wee lady. Um, You know, I've I've had my, my lessons. I've traveled the world. I've wanted love so badly that I've scared it away and then I've been scared of love that I didn't want it at all and yeah I think it's such a ride and all these lessons that we we get 
doubt and then you kind of graduate and you step up to the next lesson. And I think the point is you never stop learning and growing and changing. And I, I really think that's kind of where evolution of goddess sort of came from, you know, that experience of, shit, this is an eternal thing. This is keeps going. <laughs> you know, like, I'm pretty sure when you clock the game, you just check out. That's it. Game over, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love that focus on learning from everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I totally believe that so everything. hard to do sometimes, though. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to focus <laughs> on, like, man, I just lost a bunch of money or something right, like that. Right, right, right. And you're just, at the time, Anything you're not like, what can happens. I learn from this? Yeah. You're like, oh, I hate everything. <laughs> but I love keeping that focus on that lesson learned always makes it, you know, a little more bearable. Yeah. Until I, you can totally. pass that initial hurt. Yeah, and you guys are so right. Like at the time, like try telling someone who's just flat on their ass that everything happens for a reason, and you know the look that you get back at. (laughs) Like the look when when I said that twenty eighteen's great, you know. Right, 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 right. Is it though? Is it? Are we really in a good place as a country? (laughs) (sighs) But But you know, it's a bit when you can look back and you actually are grateful for the hurt or the, the lesson. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a that's the ultimate journey of feminine. You know, you have young feminine who's the victim. Everyone's their fault. I'm this way because it's not my fault this happened to me. And then you have the mature feminine who is grateful that they've had their the lessons because it's made them a better person. They forgive, but they don't forget. You know, they get that there's no winner or loser. That's not how the game works. It's all just about lessons. And... Yeah, I think that's a sign of of growth and understanding. And, I mean, in reality, a woman will go through young feminine, young masculine, mature masculine, mature feminine, all in one month, all in one moon cycle. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's part of the ride. You know, we have different phases and different lessons and different experiences, and it's it, it would be so boring if it was always great. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I guess we can say that's life. Thank you, Trump, for <laughs> for spurring on God. the women's marches that's true. and the Me Too movement. Yeah. Like none of that would happen without him. That's if true. If you think about that's it, true. like if we were comfy with a non-scary yeah. dictator, <laughs> we'd be in. We wouldn't be progressing. We wouldn't be evolving. That's we'd true. be comfortable in the place where we were before. Totally. And a, and a man that wanted to build a wall and really divide has actually just unified all of you. Yeah. Like it's, Oops. you know, I've, I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm in New Zealand watching what's happening in America right now. And I just think you guys as a country, it's probably the best PR for you as, you know, the society, as the being, as the people. Um, yeah, you guys are changing history of the world, and it's all happening with you guys. So it's just the most, yeah, beautiful thing to watch. And I can only imagine how frustrating it is, you know, being a bit. But you guys, man, like, keep going, keep going. It's, yeah, you guys are going to change the world. Thank you. Thank you. That was was really good to hear. Yes. (laughs) So going back to, like, a more... Fun. A lighter fun. topic. Yeah, lighter, lighter, lighter topic. <laughs> it gets real heavy when we talk yeah. politics. 
Um, so we were wondering, can you actually lucid dream? Because I've never been able to. Katie has once. I've dabbled. You've dabbled. Um, You've dabbled. I, yeah, okay. I tried it when I was younger. I've always found it so interesting. I know it's in your Soul Searcher's Handbook. There's like a little section on it. But what if you can, what is your technique? <laughs> so I always try. So that point where you realize that you're kind of dreaming is normally the point where you're your subconscious and your conscious wake up, right? They, they meet and they go, okay, she's awake now. She's on to us. We're dreaming. <laughs> and I think if you can do that and almost try and there's little techniques like you can try and walk backwards in your dream. Okay. Like you can try and count, like you're almost trying to make your mind. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, I've, I mean, I still have dreams that are so good, you know, the Ryan Reynolds ones. And then you wake <laughs> up and you're like, no, take me back, you know, and I, oh, and so you fun. can't. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's definitely a fun practice and you know, the weirdest thing, I actually haven't talked to anyone about this. This is weird. But, um, the other morning I woke up and my partner said, Oh, you're in a weird mood. Like what's happened? And I, felt bad because I'd had a dream about an ex-partner and it wasn't a sexy dream or anything like that. He was actually wearing a bikini and acting really <laughs> weird. And I, <laughs> I thought, oh, weird. What does that mean? Right. And when I told my partner, he said, oh, that's so weird because I had a very similar dream, but it was like I was watching you experience that. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. So, and, and so you know, he is the biggest skeptic. Like, normally I tell him things, and I'm like, what do you think it means? And he's like, yeah, I think it was a dream. (laughs) (laughs) So that was weird. So, yeah, I definitely think things happen when we rest, when we allow our bodies to fully surrender and, you know, purge the toxins from our day and the thoughts from our day. And I'm a big believer in making sure you go to sleep in a positive mindset. Mm. Um, That's why I absolutely adore fairy tales and – if you can watch happy puppies, you know, on YouTube before you fall asleep, great. You know, obviously don't stare at a screen right before you fall asleep, but, um, yeah, if you can try and make sure that you're in a happy state, cause you're going to be resting in that energy for the next seven to eight hours. You want to, you want to make it a good one. So yeah, yeah, I think we don't give enough attention to our sleep and it's a bit sad considering how much of our life we spend doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A third. Yeah. If you're getting enough hours. Oh, wow. So you said your partner is a skeptic. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you use your spiritual tools in your relationship? And does he participate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, there's some things that he kind of, you know, the other day I came home and all my crystals were on my windowsill and he was like, oh, I put them out because, you know, like it's a full moon. You know, like he was walking around like he was a champion, Um, um, which is really sweet. And then other times, yeah, I'll be doing, you know, I'll be reading tarot cards and he'll kind of raise an eyebrow, Um, you know, but then in saying that he always is on track with the moon and maybe what I'll be behaving like. Um, He's on, he's in touch with the fact that I sync with the moon. So he knows on a full moon, you know make no sudden movements and, and bring chocolate to the house. Um, <laughs> I just be yeah, like every day's it's interesting. <laughs> we teach each other a lot. And it's like what you said, he, he's very grounding for me. And I think, um, 
yeah, you need that balance. You need that yin and yang. And we both teach each other so much and that's a beautiful thing, you know. It's, yeah. um, and I think that's kind of the lesson in life with everybody, you know, different cultures, different backgrounds. We all have so many that we can, so much that we can cross-pollinate. And I think if we can get out of the shit that we've been fed or the ego or what we think's better or all that judgment, you can actually learn so much more. And it's like, you know, when you think that you know everything and you learn less, it's that whole irony. So, yeah, I think people hanging out with people that challenge them, people that rub you the wrong way, um, people that hurt you sometimes, even though, you know, if there's toxic people that aren't good for you, that's a different story. But people that challenge you and, and make you grow aren't always a bad thing. So, again, it's, it's that perspective, you know, if you're looking at things with a chance to change and grow and develop and learn, expand and evolve yourself, you're going to be thinking in that mindset rather than, Ugh, this is too hard, I'm going to get out of here. And interesting, yeah, how people perceive, yeah, I mean, even the way that you guys were talking about the, the America situation, it's all, all how you look at it. Right, so. definitely. Absolutely. Um, so because this is a yoga podcast, we have to yeah. ask you, um, what does your yoga practice look like and maybe how did you, how did you find yoga? How did yoga find you? Yeah, so I was actually living in Spain, um, and I ended up getting stuck there over winter. And I, yeah, I'd never really, I'd never really heard of yoga. I went and I found this little tiny yoga joint with this guy, a German guy called Hans. And I did my first yoga class, and oh my god, you girls! Did he stretch me out? And um, I was almost, I thought I'd maybe never go back to a yoga class because I actually thought he'd pop my hips out. He was, yeah, he was trying to make me do inversions. I was petrified. His pants were too tight. The whole thing was intense. The whole thing was so intense. And it started my love for Googling and exploring yoga in the sanctuary of my own lounge, my own living room. And... Yeah, I kind of built up my confidence and, and yeah, started doing it that way. It wasn't until I came back. I actually ended up living in Fort Lauderdale in Miami um, for a while, and I got to learn Kundalini. Mm-hmm. And so that was really my first exposure to yoga in a group after the Hans experience. <laughs> um, and I loved it. I just fell in love with Kundalini. I think, too, just because of the um, – Kundalini energy and how much it was helping my writing and I found it energizing and I just loved it and so I definitely have a soft spot for Kundalini I still love vinyasa and yin um but yeah I'm a, I'm a Kundalini girl at heart wonderful right. we keep saying we're gonna try a Kundalini class but there's nothing there's like super nothing close. around gotta, here in yeah. the suburbs yeah we probably have to go to the city to do it right but yeah that's on our like 2018 list of things to do catch yeah. a kundalini class catch a kundalini <laughs> catch a kundalini. kundalini i love it it sounds like a um, pokemon character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you do it it's so weird i remember like a lot of a lot of the time your eyes are closed so it's quite inward so you're not distracted by other people which is quite nice um but I remember having one eye open because there's a lot of chanting and a lot of weird breathing. <laughs> and um, there was a lot of Hans flashbacks. And, yeah, but I, yeah, you'll feel amazing. So just go with it. Great. Okay. Thank you. That Hans <laughs> thing sounds like something you need to 
you need to like process and I know. let go of. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds traumatic. Touche. Touche. Yes, I probably do. Uh, yeah. Um, so you've traveled the world, obviously. What has been the major unifying theme spiritually everywhere you've gone? Like what's something that you've seen no matter where you go? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've seen on my travels is that normally when I've been on the way to meet a shaman or an author or a guru um, or the yogi, um, I've learned the most valuable spiritual lessons from the everyday people that are on the road, hmm. not at the destination. So it's interesting. So, you know, and they're, they're the people that pop up right when you need them, you know, like right. Right. The road, the road guides, you know, the old dude on the bus that gives you that pearl of wisdom that you just needed to hear or that little kid that you helped that reminded you that everybody has it in a charge and you should be kind to everybody, you know, right. or yeah, the, the person that happens to hand you a book or strike up a conversation with something, you know, all those synchronicities that aren't synchronicities, that are clues, that spiritual breadcrumbs that you're on the right path those are the things that I love those are the things that so many people ignore you know the song that comes on the radio or the person that you happen to bump into after you've been thinking about them you know all these little things and I think sometimes we get so focused on oh we're heading here or what we want to be or what we want to do and what we need to learn and know and experience and we walk past all these amazing souls and lessons and and opportunities that are with every step you know it's Mm -hmm. Yeah, so those are the most magical spiritual moments. It's the everyday people, the girl next door. You know, I'd, I'd write, way rather have a chat to you guys than the Dalai Lama, even though I love the Dalai Lama, but you guys teach me just as much. You know, you guys are just as insightful and wise and talented and intuitive. And, yeah, I just think people underestimate how much amazingness is in them. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Quite a compliment. Yeah. I think that's living in the moment, which yes. is so hard to do. And being, like, really tuned in. Being present. Yeah, I feel like you can you miss a lot of those, I like that spiritual breadcrumbs, because we're not really tuned in. We're, you know, we don't trust our intuition or our gut or what we should be focusing on right. versus what we think we should be focusing on. Right. So, yeah, present. Being present. Being present. Looking for those little pieces. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the term spiritual breadcrumbs. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what's an area of spirituality that you really feel pulled toward, but that maybe you don't actually, it's, see, it seems to me like you know everything yeah. about <laughs> all of the spiritualities, but is there something that you really feel pulled toward that you haven't dived into yet? Well, that's a good question. You know, I'm always learning and I, and I think, um, Lately, I've been really curious. I mean, I'm still really curious with palm reading. So I did a big section in my book about palm reading, and the editors deleted it. So I was so gutted. Um, Yeah, and I don't want to be that creep that goes around, like, smelling and licking everyone's fingers. But I just love people's hands at the moment. So I definitely feel like there's something in that for me to explore. And, I mean, it's not even just the lines on your palm. It's the swirls on your fingertips and... The, the shape of your palm, if it's, you know, triangle or square or round and whether your thumb is quite plump and, and profound and, and what that, that means rather than long, thin fingers. You know, I just think you can tell from 
you know, you can't really, I can't really walk up to a stranger and ask them what star sign they are, they are, what moon, rising moon they are. Um, <laughs> but you can look at their hands, and I think it's um, another opportunity to try and plug into, like what we were talking about before, what lessons that person might have coming up, or what personality traits, you know, it helps you kind of meet them halfway earlier than um, than if you just didn't know them and. I think any skills like that that you can learn to try and bond and connect with people on the journey a little bit quicker, then why wouldn't you learn them? So, yeah, yeah. palm reading, that's probably what I'm dabbling in at the moment. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Well, um, we have one last request from you, and that is <laughs> can you please give our listeners a bit of homework for the week? Yeah. Make so them work. Is, yeah. Is there, like, one daily ritual that you think everyone should do or just, just anything? Make them work. <laughs> yeah, I would say have the balls to step out of the spiritual closet. Mm-hmm. Like I've just had um, a situation, particularly this week, where sometimes we're so safe and protective of our soul. Um, and sometimes we use the excuse that, you know, it's, it's, it's a personal thing or it's private or I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. But I think when you have the courage to really open up a little bit more about what you're learning and what you're experiencing and, and your journey and the book that you happen to be reading or the crystal that you've just learned about or that new yoga pose that you've just nailed and, and why it's so great for you, um, you will be so amazed at the person that you don't expect to pipe up and bond with you because they're going through the same thing or, oh, my gosh, I can never, you know, get it up into crow. What did you do? Or, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I've just been experiencing that. I need that crystal. You know, where can I get one? I think I've always been so blown away by the people that have an open crack to their spiritual door that if you just kind of edge your foot in, they'll kind of pop their, their head through and, and have a quick conversation with you about it. And I think a lot of more people need that they need that opening to kind of give themselves permission to be more spiritual and and be more curious and playful and learning and experiencing everything that there is and you know yeah it's it's not a cult it's not a religion there's no rules you can do what you like and leave the rest and I think being able to have those playful conversations minus the judgment where they're just oh wow like sharing knowledge that is cool so Mm -hmm. Have the balls to step out of the spirit, your spiritual closet and be playful with people about what they're learning and why and, and teach each other. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Be, be curious. Stay curious. I'm getting there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Katie, step out of the spiritual closet. Hey, did I not just pull the giantest rose quartz out of my purse? That's true. Yep. She did, I did pull a giant piece of rose quartz out of her purse right before the right before the interview. Like, Wait, I've got something. She's like, we need this. And we lied. I'm sorry. I have to tell you, I didn't know where you were going with that because you're like, I just pulled the most giant rose quartz out of my, and you're like, bag. Like, oh, thank God. I, wow, that was one way to end the interview. Speaking of which, um, can you please talk to our listeners just real quick about tarot cards? What, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, tarot cards, but my accent makes it sound ridiculous. So tarot, tarot, guidance cards, oracle cards, goddess cards. And what do you call Angel it? cards. A whole deck of them? 
A whole big dick. <laughs> Thank you. Damn it. By our tarot dick. Tarot dick. I love it. I'm sorry, we're not making fun of your accent. We're just so jealous because we sound like Chicago, Chicago. hot dog vendors over here. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have one more question, just kind of based off um, your last conversation. Have you ever yeah. had your spirituality really challenged by somebody? Ooh. And how did you respond to them or did you just take that home and sit with it how how did that play out yeah I have um actually you know it was interesting when I was writing Soul Searcher's Handbook um you know I wanted to get wisdom and insight and knowledge from a lot of outers and a lot of people who have been in the industry for a very long time and um quite often I'd get really challenged to my core when I'd go up to people that I have admired or learned from um, and they weren't what I expected and they weren't necessarily, they didn't walk their talk, you know. Um, That challenged me to my core. It really made me question um, the integrity of the industry, um, who in the industry were authentic and genuine. Um, you know, now I probably understand that they probably just got sick of people knocking on their door, which I can understand. But um, it definitely made me realize who I want to be and what I want to be and how spirituality is meant to change me in every way except for the ego. Um, and I think that that's one thing that I, I still struggle with when I meet, meet people that have this illusion that there's a hierarchy or that they know more than the next person. I mean, who am I to say that I am more spiritual than anyone else? Like how ignorant, like, no, we all have different lessons. We all have a different journey. We all know what we need to be knowing at that time. Um, so yeah, I think that challenges me quite a lot when I come up to this glass ceiling, um, spiritual hierarchy thing, I'm like, no, no, no. You know, the the girl next door that's net doesn't even know what a crystal is can still teach me just as much about spirituality as yeah. the nun, you know, as the the homeless man to you know the spiritual author where we all are just as talented and gifted and intuitive and yeah. So that's something that is interesting. I it doesn't pop up so much. I think maybe I'm better at navigating. Um, navigating those sorts of people now, but it definitely was a shock at first. You just naively assume that everyone wants to help each other and we're all here to grow. And yeah, I had to learn that life isn't that simple, you know. And I think, you know, people who are optimists, we generally look, we, and I, I don't regret this, but I definitely, um, give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And sometimes that kind of bites me in the ass, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm still being bitten in the ass than getting jaded and right. assuming that people are, have that ego, you yeah. know? Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. You love hard and you fall hard. And yeah, yeah. exactly. And I kind of follow that lead too. Yeah. Love hard, fall hard. Great. Well, is there anything else? Um, actually, can you tell our, Listeners, where they can find you online? Sure. So if you can understand my accent, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm at Emma Milden, and Milden is M-I-L-D-O-N. 
um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, hit me up. I answer everyone's, um, questions. So yeah, if you're curious about a crystal or you wanted to explore different books or you want to get an opinion on something, hit me up. It doesn't cost you anything. I just love having conversations with people, connecting with people. Um, yeah, I'd love to, to chat. Thank you. And I I just wanted you to say that because I actually emailed you when I was first reading the book and you responded and I was like, Oh my God, is this Emma the (laughs) author of this book? And you were like, yeah. 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 No, no ego around here. I just, (laughs) yeah. And, and, And to be honest, like what an honor to hear from someone who's reading your book. Like I bow, that's amazing news for me. Like you made my day. Like, yeah. So that was, yeah, of course I reply. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. That's all for tonight, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank and you thank so you, much. Emma, for being on the show. Yes. We really appreciate it. Um, I have loved it. You girls are so talented. Um, yeah, this man. I'm an avid listener now. You guys have converted me. Thanks for inviting me on. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, All right, everybody. Don't forget, pre-order your copy of The Evolution of Goddess um, from Barnes & Noble, um, Books A Million, anywhere, Amazon, anywhere you get your books. Um, If you have not already read The Soul Searcher's Handbook, The Modern Girl's Guide to the New Age World, I highly recommend it. I love it. Do it. So good. Do it. Um, and you can visit Emma Milden online. We will put all the links in our show notes yep. for tonight. Um, and as always, you can visit our website at wtfpodcast.com. I'm sorry, wtfyogapodcast.com for our sources and show notes. Email us at wtfyogapodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions, your comments, your concerns. And that's it. That's Thanks it. for listening, guys. Bye. What the Hey Hey guys, we hope you love what you hear on What the Fuck Yoga podcast. If you do, please like and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook and the Gram, aka Instagram. Send us your burning questions or comments to WTFYogaPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.